Welcome to Awesome with Allison and Eric too. <laughs> You're ready for that. I'm Allison, and our only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen. Whether it's by laughing at us, laughing with us, or learning something new and helpful, we hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome than you did before. I'm here with the one, the only, the sexy, the talented. My loves to putter around in the yard and play with his turtles, Mr. Eric Robertson. Hold on, I'll be right back. I gotta go check on something. Your turtles? It <laughs> sounds so wrong, but that's a really true story. Uh, we are so excited to have you here for episode 123. This is gonna be things to watch, read, and fun stuff we're loving right now because. To quote what I was texting a group of my friends earlier this morning, I don't want to grow as a person. Just right now, I feel like life is already kicking the crap out of me, and I would like to watch TV. That's what I would like to do. How do you feel about that? I think you're doing a good job. Listen, this is a personal growth podcast, and we talk about so many things. And of course, we want to be conscious of the world around us, and we want to be in tune with other people suffering and serve. And sometimes the best way to do that is to take a freaking break. And I'm so glad that I'm texting this big group of my girlfriends right now because as we were all sharing recommendations for books we're loving, shows we're loving, and all of these different ideas, one of the friends said, I have a serious question though. When are you able to watch anything? My kids aren't going to bed till later. My day is quite literally the worst. I'm not going to go into all her details, but but basically saying like they, they need help with everything. Like, how are you guys getting any time? As I've been talking to friends, listening to people online, I feel like right now this is the overarching question from so many parents is how are you getting any alone time? Do you Can you feel that, Eric? It feels like our alone time is much more precious these days. Exactly. And so I thought before we get into this, books we're loving, shows we're watching, fun hobbies that are, are helping us take the edge off of the heaviness of life right now, I just wanted to say, number one, yes, we're in quarantine and there's a pandemic going. And so this is especially true and it's different than maybe our regular life. But also in so many ways, I feel like the people who have a hard time getting any alone time regularly are still my friends who I hear saying, but I can't get anything done with my kids. Like every person who has a problem regularly, that problem is being magnified. And so I'm just going to venture out to say, I think that some of us are more aggressive in cutting out alone time than others. And then the other day I did a survey. I want to do an episode about it. I just wasn't in the mood today about what to do when you can't get out of, when you don't feel like you can get out of bed. And I had a couple of single moms write in and be like, I don't have a choice. When I say like be more aggressive and different things like that, I never want to discount that people are in different life situations. In my awesome on demand group, I have a, a number of parents who have children or family members with 
special needs or they, you know, spend a lot of time caregiving. But even in really, really deep conversations that I've had with these individuals, there usually is some wiggle room to be more aggressive in setting time for yourself, in accepting help from the other people in your household, for letting things go to crap. And I absolutely loved the response that my friend Kim had to to the other friend. She has a newborn baby and then she has two young girls. And she says, when Marcus, her newborn is asleep, they can choose a quiet activity, usually TV or the iPad or playing dolls. I also usually say that unless someone is bleeding substantially not to bother me, they usually do it anyway, but I can usually lay down for a little while or read or watch TV. She said, I'm maybe not the best mom in this way, but I just feel like we all have needs in the day and I try to take care of mine too. It doesn't always happen and it doesn't usually happen the way I want it to, but I think it's important for kids to learn to entertain themselves. Yes. Remember, you and I talked about this. Yes. I just, I was so proud of Kim when I read that. I was like, yes, Kim. I remember as a child and my parents are incredible and I had a great upbringing, but go play with your brothers, have a snack and then go run wild and don't bother me. Like live your life and go get in trouble or I mean, not in real trouble, but I mean like go do things. I don't remember me like bugging my parents for them to continually entertain me. There's no memory of that. I feel like there's one thing that I want to share that I think is, I don't know. I just feel like it's really important for me to share. I agree with everything you said. So we have two kids who are in elementary school and they have 9 a.m. Zoom calls for their at-home school right now. We have had Ginger, our nine-year-old, on her Zoom calls for what, like two or three weeks? Yeah. Three, four weeks. I don't know how long this has been going on. We just figured out how to get Rad into his today. We didn't know he had him. <laughs> like, we knew. He's in, fir- he's in first grade. I didn't know. I he's didn't- in first grade. We kind of knew. All that is to say is like, you think other people on the internet are doing these organized crafts with their kids all day. You think everyone... It- Like, listen, we just straight up, his teacher started emailing us and being like, hey, where's Rad? We miss him. And then we were like, oh, maybe we should figure this out. But that's as good as we could do right now. And we haven't felt bad about this at all. I don't feel bad about it. I think encouraging alone time with kids builds crazy confidence. Let me tell you why. Usually when Rad gets a Lego set, he wants me there building with him. And then I usually take over because he's like laying on the ground, rolling around while I do it. He got a really big advanced Lego set for his birthday and I decided I'm not going to do this with you. I I wasn't going to build it for him. So he kept saying, dad, I want to do the Lego. And I'm like, okay, go do the first bag and then I'll come. Okay, go do the second bag. And then I jumped in one time and I started building, but he'd already built so much. He's like, okay, I can do this. I actually do want to do this. He's like, just sit right there. So I fell asleep on the couch next to him. So I was really (laughs) tired. By the time I woke up, he had finished this incredible, huge, complex helicopter. And he has so much confidence now. Whereas before I was always, he always wanted me there for assurance. And so I firmly believe like because of my childhood and watching my experience with our kids, when we give them autonomy and we force them to figure it out or like I say, go be bored, go be bored because boredom breeds creativity. That's when you create imaginary games or whatever you want to do with your siblings. Um, I think it breeds autonomy and confidence. So I really don't feel bad. And I don't feel like I'm neglecting my kids because I spend a ton of time with them. But I don't feel bad when I want some alone time to say, get out of here, go be bored, go do it, you know, go do what you got to do. I want to flip that because I agree with everything you're saying. I think that deep down for a lot of people, it's not that they truly have an inability to put their kids in the corner and say, I need some alone time. I'm sure that's true for some people. But I think that we feel like if I don't have a good enough reason 
to justify. Like if I don't have work to do or a specific thing I have to get done, that's not a good enough reason for me to like tell my kids to go away. Just like Eric said, boredom breeds creativity. You as an adult need to be okay being bored. You need to be able to put your phone down. You need to be able to just stare at the wall. You need to be able to stop and be bored and be okay being bored, even if you're not doing anything productive. Because that boredom is going to yield creativity and ideas. And before I came up with lots of the things we're going to share, I let myself get bored. And you can't get bored without time and space. And you can't create time and space without being okay saying to your kids, saying to your partner, saying to whoever is around you right now, I need 30 minutes in the bathroom. The door is locked. I am dead to the world. I need an hour (laughs) or two hours or two hours, whatever you can get, because let's say you are a single mom. Holy crap. You deserve awards. You deserve everything. And also this, this is totally dependent on your children's ages. It is. This is is our, this is our experience with our kids right now. small kids. We have nine, seven and four year old. Everyone. And and if you don't have kids, just, we're going to have some awesome recommendations for you. But I think this principle of you got to let yourself get bored, just like we have to let our kids get bored. And as adults, that is very challenging to do because we have this constant pressure of productivity on us. We have our phones at all times. Boredom equals space. And if there is one gift that we're being given right now, it is the gift of time and space. Now, I want to say, especially in the beginning of quarantine, all of these moms posting about all the together time with their kids was actually making me feel really bad because I still had so much work to do and I felt like I was seeing my kids less. And so I know we're all in different places where it's like, I'm, you guys, I'm going to my empty office. I'm not just with my kids all day, every day. I'm in a different position than a lot of people, but we all still have time and space opened. I'm not saying that we don't have more to do, some of us. I'm just saying we don't have places to go, appointments to keep, right? Like, yeah, our, our evenings are completely blank. I want to be sensitive to like, listen, I know what it's like to have everyone around you being like, I've got nothing to do. And you're like, are you joking me? I have so much to do. I can't breathe. But there is that that space that opened up because we don't have social commitments. And that is a beautiful chance to capitalize on this boredom for your kids, for you, because I love that. If this could be the theme, it's that boredom yields to creativity. And when I talk so often about purpose and finding your passion, you know why I think so many people have a hard time finding those things? Because they won't let themselves get bored and curious and remember and reignite what lights them up. Because of that, I have been able to tap into some old passions and some some old hobbies that it's been really fun for me. And, and to say, like, you guys can go and listen to the past podcast episodes. This has not been an easy time. I'm not just having a grand old time. I've been very depressed. I've been very low. Some really rough stuff has happened. But right now, this episode is about the fun stuff, things to watch, read, fun stuff. And you're not going to be able to do any of it unless you get aggressive about letting yourself have some fluff time. So that's what, I think that's our first order of business is fight for your fluff time. 
it's needed, it's important, it's breathing room. And now let's talk about things we've been loving, Eric. What are some fun things? Okay, number one for me is Mythic Quest. Oh my gosh. We've watched this show. How many episodes I've watched, are there? I've watched it three times because I watched it with by myself first. There's nine episodes, I think. Okay, so it's on Apple TV. And plus, Apple TV Plus. Apple TV Plus. Now, I'm going to give all of these like a rating. Like This is like an R rated, just for language. You can't watch it like with your little kids in the yeah, room. Well, I language. mean, you can. That's just if that's your life choice. But um, <laughs> so so we watch this. Uh, tell the basic premise. I I love this. We don't have a lot of shows we can watch together because Eric's all picky and snotty, and I like a lot of crap. And so like the Vampire Diaries. I love the Vampire Diaries, and if you haven't watched it in a while, I highly recommend it. It's on Netflix. The first couple seasons are amazing. Okay, go ahead. Talk about Mythic Quest. Yeah, Mythic Quest is uh, from the creators of uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So it has that type of humor, but it's not as... Uh, Gritty and seedy. It's not as seedy and I can't and get degrading. that into... I can't get as into It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia because it's so uncomfortably just terrible. Yeah, it's like the worst side of humankind. Yeah. Anyway, so it's the good parts of that humor, and it is about a dysfunctional gaming company and about this uh, narcissistic creative director owner and then all of the shenanigans that happen with his underlings and co-workers. When you watch a TV show, it takes a while to either fall in love with every character. Like The Office, it takes seasons to like appreciate mm-hmm. every single character. And then by the end, you love everyone. I think that why I love this show so much is you instantly love every single character and you get why they're so funny. And by the end of the first or second episode, you're like, holy crap, these all of these characters are genius. And That's you love why all we had to watch it multiple times because it does take an episode or two to fall in love with the characters fully. And so then you want, after you've fallen in love with them, you want to rewatch the first and second episodes so you can laugh all over again. Yeah. So that's like a, a husband-wife team recommendation, Mythic Quest on Apple+. Plus. Now, I'm going to recommend something that my sister and I have absolutely loved. And Andrea, we don't have a lot of crossover in the things we love. My mom also loves this show. It's based on a series of books. And every single time I say it out loud, nobody understands what I'm saying. So I will spell it after I say it. Yeah, I still don't understand it. The Durls in Corfu. So the family's last name is Durl, D-U-R-R-E-L-L. And it's... It's a period piece. I think it's like the early 1900s, and they moved to this Greece island. Where are they from? They're English. And they, they moved to a Greek island called Corfu, C-O-R-F-U. So it's an Amazon Prime. I think most of the seasons are on Prime there. It is just delightful. It is so funny. It is so heartwarming. I'm going to, I think it's like a TV 14 type of vibe. So if your kids are wandering around, it's, it's pretty okay for them to come in and out of. You just fall in love with the family. And for me right now, I can't do anything too gritty, anything too serious. I want light, engaging, delightful. That's what I want right now. And the Durls and Corfu, it fits all of those. So if you haven't watched that, and if you love any BBC, it's a BBC show, I'm pretty sure. So if you love anything like that, you're you're really going to get into this. So I'm going to recommend that. What's another show? The one we watch weekly is Better Call Saul. Oh yeah, we watch Better Call Saul, but that is kind of gritty. Why do I like Better Call Saul? Because I love Saul Goodman so much. You love Bob Jimmy. Odenkirk. Bob I Odenkirk. love Bob Odenkirk. I love his voice. That's pretty. <laughs> 
pretty cool. That's a spinoff of Breaking Bad. But I I can't really get as into Breaking Bad. So now I'm going to just tell you some of my like tried and true favorites. These are shows that I've watched during depressive periods. Like I said, they're engaging. They're captivating. The, The characters become my friends and everybody makes fun of me for being really into these shows. I love Burn Notice. I've watched Burn Notice over the last however many years, probably three full times. I mean, there are a lot of seasons in Burn Notice. Michael Weston. I love him so much. It's a good show. It is. It's it's a good show. It just, it's a formula that just does the it same is. thing over and over. It does so, the same thing over so and over. So if you've watched the first season, you've watched all of them. No, that's not true. There's some new and lovable characters. There's some story arches. So I love Burn Notice for that same reason. Like it's engaging and mindless and kind of like a TV 14 type of vibe. The other show that falls into that same category for me is Justified, which is a little bit grittier and gets a little bit grittier over the seasons. I think it's on Hulu right now, actually. Burn Notice is on Prime, I believe. (laughs) Justified is Timothy Oliphant, but I don't care about Timothy Oliphant. I care about Walton Goggins. Uh, Timothy Oliphant is like a Kentucky Marshal. Walton Goggins is the bad guy, Boyd Crowder. Oh my gosh, I am so in love with him. I am so in love with Walton Goggins as Boyd Crowder. I, Eric, goodbye. I mean, Eric understands. I'll catch you later. Yeah. So <laughs> both of those shows have a ton of seasons. As Eric said before, another one I love to dig into is The Vampire Diaries. Ugh. I don't feel bad about this because the first couple seasons are really gripping television. And I love my favorite thing about Vampire Diaries. He's so annoyed right now. My favorite thing about Vampire Diaries is this whole kind of question of free agency. I love fa- I love and bad acting. Yeah, I don't care about that. Um hot vampires. I don't care. Everyone leave me alone. I love juvenile dialogue. Older. What? Juvenile dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I know good fancy blah blah blah. These are shows that I love. I love the characters. They become my friends. I have actually watched Vampire Diaries. Probably three or four times, but I never get all the way to the end because starting about season five, it just gets real rough. It gets real rough to finish. I almost made it to the end this time, but I just didn't. So those are kind of some old standbys for me, shows that we love. I also have really been loving Shit's Creek so much. It just gets more and more delightful with each season, unlike Arrested Development, which I think is a pretty similar show in a lot of ways. Unlike Arrested Development, the characters do grow and evolve over time and become more lovable and slightly better people, whereas with Arrested Development, which is a show Eric and I both love, they just become worse and worse people. And I think I just like a little bit of hope for humanity in my television sometimes. So I think those are all of the main... Oh, I will say this. This is a very specific niche. And if you know me, if you know me at all, you know I'm a huge fan of RuPaul's Drag Race. That's a real specific recommendation. It's a little too crass for Eric most of the time. It's pretty dirty. But that's just how I like to roll. And And if I can ever be a judge on RuPaul's Drag Race, that is one of my life goals. I want you to know that. When I watch it, I think about like the jokes I'd make with Ru... And if, if he would laugh, I don't know if it would happen. 
<laughs> okay. Um, do you have any books? You have some really dorky fantasy what about, books. What about uh, Ginger, what she's binging on? Ginger, you guys, judge us. We, we want to tell you things that make you feel like you're better parents than us. Disney Plus, Simpsons. She, it is she's so on like inappropriate. Ep- she's on episode 24. She's gone through all of them. She's season so- 24? Episode 24? What do you no, think? No, season 24. Season 24. There's 30 seasons. She's like gone. She's like on 24 right now. Listen, sometimes I walk in and I'm like, this is so inappropriate for a nine-year-old. What do you think about that? I don't know. I love Simpsons. I know. I'm, it's I'm hard. Of, I'm kind of okay with it. I feel like she's at a nice tender age where the stuff that's truly inappropriate, she doesn't really get. It kind of flies over her head, but she feels a little naughty and like she's being an ad- adult by watching it. Yeah. So again, everybody is very welcome to judge us. You can judge my poor taste in television. This episode is you about should, You all fun. should judge her on Vampire Diaries. I don't care. Well, I'm not saying you should care, but you should be judged. Do you have any other shows or I was going to move on to some books and then our hobbies. Yeah. I'm not watching a ton of TV. So yeah, I actually haven't been watching as much TV. The things I'm sharing are lots of things I've watched from other depressive states. The reason I haven't been watching as much TV is because I've turned into a manic cooker baker lady again. Again. Oh, a cooker lady? Cooker. A cooker lady. <laughs> you know, I love I love to cooker things. So I fell in love with this. It was complete divine intervention. I fell in love with this cookbook from Half Baked Harvest. And apparently she has like um, a cool million followers on Instagram, Half Baked Harvest. I love her. We have been loving her recipes. So apparently this is her second cookbook. I'm gonna link to we're gonna link to all of these things in the show notes. But this cookbook, it's called Super. Super simple. I freaking love it. I've probably made a dozen things in it. So tell everyone how good I am at cooking things. <laughs> well, I mean, this book, I mean, you're, you're an amazing uh, cooker. You're an amazing cooker lady. <laughs> and sometimes you don't have all the ingredients, but you just improvise. And I don't know what I'm missing, but what I'm enjoying from what you're making from this cookbook is incredible. Well, that's why I think I like the cookbook so much is Again, we're in quarantine, and so we're not going to the stores readily. So it is like a fun challenge because it's like, okay, I'm just going to make it work and not have to take these trips to the store. And I feel like her flavor profiles or however she puts recipes together, it must really resonate with what I do. It makes a lot of sense to me. So I just can substitute things But they're also pretty simple recipes. That's why it's called super simple. They're pretty simple recipes. They have few ingredients. You can kind of switch them around. I basically switch out any and all of the fresh herbs with whatever fresh herbs we have or use dried ones. You can change the proteins up. I've also had a lot of success with recipes from her blog. And I've been pretty diligent about linking those in my Instagram stories. So if you want to see which ones I've made from her blog, you can go to my Instagram stories. I have a highlight reel about that. But it's been really, really fun. I've also been baking a ton of stuff and a lot of stuff from her book and then things online. And yeah, it's just been, it's been fun to enjoy that again. I love it. We're all loving it. It's been it's been a long time. And so that has been fun. But I will say the thing that kicked that off for me was her cookbook. Super simple. Um, I love getting a new cookbook. I love physically having it, reading it, flipping through it, and looking through it kind of before I went to bed every night. Like I seriously had it in our bed almost mm-hmm. every yeah. night for a few weeks. It got me back in the habit of thinking about what I was going to make for dinner the next day or in in the coming weeks, which I think is kind of the hardest 
part of getting back into the swing of cooking is coming up with the ideas. And I liked having the physical book because I was off my phone, but I was flipping through and getting ideas and they're just, I made so many that turned out really well. The other thing I've been loving, I'm just going to link to is if you love to cook, I don't like a bunch of kitchen gadgets, but it is fun to have a few that make a big difference. And one of them is this, it's like a little pulley system that chops your garlic, your fresh minced garlic, and your onions or your ginger or things like that. They've really been around well. for a long time. Yeah. It's a little plastic container that you pull and it has a. I'm just going to link to it because it's like $12. And if you're in the kitchen and you want a fun kitchen gadget, Ginger really loves using it. And yeah, it's, it's safe for the whole family to use. Tell everyone about your hobbies lately. <laughs> okay. So I have been. Just uh, whenever spring, well, this it's not even just unique to this time, but in the springtime, I usually get into the yard, but especially this time. And so I have done this thing where we have, we have a pretty big backyard and there's all these sections. So I've named them different things. We have a name have, the sections. We have a everyone. shade yard. We have a sun yard. We have the kid yard, <laughs> the garden section, and then we have our Zen porch. And in the Zen porch, I wanted a fountain. I've always wanted a fountain. So I shopped around, found this stupid good deal. No, tell kit. everyone where you bought it from. It's called Half Off Ponds. Halfoffponds.com. I thought he was joking when he told me that. We'll link to it. It's a real I mean, you can thing. just Google it right now. Half off pounds. <laughs> and I bought the smallest kit they had. It was like $330. It came with everything you need to get the pond. And that doesn't come with rocks and stuff, but like the liner, the skimmer, the pump, the plumbing, that kind of stuff. So we have this little corner. We have like a Japanese kind of porch. It's very rectangular. Uh, we live in a mid-century modern home. So the porch fits that. And then so I just... We, and I have a Japanese maple right in the middle, and I wanted to make kind of a U-shaped river pond around it, this micro pond. So I just started digging. This thing came in the mail, this kit, and I started digging, and I figured it out. And then my buddy, Quinn Peterson, he has this amazing koi pond, turtle pond, and we started talking on Instagram, and he's like, dude, hit this guy up. He's a reptile rescue guy. His name's Rick. Okay, wait. It's Rick of Reptile Rescue. And you guys, I am just puttering around the house while all of these things happen. The guy from Reptile Rescue is being hit up. Yeah, so I call this guy. He's like, hey, we actually have two turtles we're going to rescue in a couple of days. I'm like, perfect. <laughs> so this is the thing. Rad literally talks about turtles at least 15 times a day and has been for the last two years. We told him he could get a turtle when he turned eight. He just turned seven. And so, because I was like, by the time he turns eight, he's going to forget he wants a turtle. So we get this pond and then turtles obviously come up. So Reptile Rick brings turtles. Rad's losing his freaking mind. Our kids are loving it. They've named them. And then, uh, of course, you got to get some koi. You have a pond. So I went and got some koi. <laughs> I'm going to get some... Uh, a dwarf lily, you know, water lily. I'm, I got to get some aquatic plants for it. So it's just getting more extreme, but that's how I live my life. I get very into something and it gets to the extreme. Um, a book about trellises showed up in the mail yesterday. And yeah, I, I, have, was, I have plans to make a few arbors in the backyard. I was dying laughing. And so I love on my Instagram, people will like ask me questions about the garden or the yard. And I'm like, his name is Pleasant Pictures on Instagram. I don't know anything about this. If you have questions, you need to direct them towards Eric. I don't know what's going on. The one thing that has brought me joy, I was actually getting really, really low last week really low. This was honestly after having a conversation with my therapist where I was like, I just can't see anything to look forward to. There's really no point in anything. The one thing that sparked a little bit of joy for me was nail art. 
So I found this kit. It's $14 on Amazon. I'll link to it. It has all these gems and all these like little glitter sequins. And I ordered them all. And I told Eric this morning, I don't want to do the podcast. I just want to go play with my nail art. It's the only thing I care about right now. And I said, you should do that. And I think that's a really, I think that's like an important thing to bring up is when Erickson, listen, sometimes dropping $300 on a pond isn't the smartest financial choice. Sometimes dropping, you know, however much money I dropped on nail supplies isn't always the smartest choice. But I think Eric and I do a pretty good job at realizing that we're not just like compulsive, excessive spenders, but when we need something because we're in a certain place and having some creative tools is really going to serve us, we give each other a lot of allowance. So Eric didn't want to buy the pond stuff because it was pretty expensive and we are trying to be conscious of our spending right now, you know, but when he was looking at it, he was in a place where I could tell like him spending that time outside and having that to look forward to and to work on was going to be really important for him. Don't you think? Yeah. And, and so we try to give each other a lot of support that way. And so I just, I, rather than thinking about how somebody in your life isn't giving you this, this support, just focus on you. How can you support yourself or how can you f- support your partner? Maybe your partner is really into a video game right now and that's upsetting you. Listen, video games, there's so much science and research, but behind how video games can help mental health. Of course, like everything, they can also be detrimental, but people use video games as coping mechanisms. Rather than getting mad at Eric when he plays a video game a lot, sometimes I just go out and I sit by him if I feel like I'm not getting enough attention and I sit by him while he plays the dumb video game. And then I just make fun of it a bunch in a nice way. Well, yeah, but on the video game too... It's also the it's, I'm connecting with my brother. So exactly. I, so I my bro, one brother's in Alabama. He's an, he's a he, army helicopter pilot. And my other brother's here in Utah. So sometimes at night we get on and we're just chatting. I get it super ner- nerdy, but like that's an awesome way. Instead of calling my brother, we're like just passively. It's like hanging out. So it's, yeah. it's actually been super great for our relationship. And, and so I think just it's really easy to hear Eric support me in my nail nonsense and me support Eric in the pond and start to think how your spouse doesn't support you. You can't control that, but what you can do is you can maybe try to help them understand and just set those boundaries. You can try to help them understand, and hopefully we've given you some language today that you can communicate it a little bit easier. And then also just ask, how can you offer that same support to your kids? How can you offer that same support to the the people around you and encourage them? I have just a couple of books you almost never hear me talk about fiction. These have just really been awesome for me the last few months. Both books by Madeline Miller, Circe and Song of Achilles. They're huge books, but they're hero's journeys. And I just love a hero's journey. And they're de- they're based in Greek mythology. They're fiction. They're big, long, fun books that take you to another world. They're light. They're engaging. They're beautifully written. And then I just in the last week have gotten really, really into J.K. Rowling's mystery books that she did under the pen name Robert, I think it's Gail Braith or Galbraith. And they are really, really long. They have quite a bit of salty language. And so they're ones that you're going to want to put your headphones in. Or if you're not into salty language, do not listen to them. (laughs) 
<laughs> but those have just been really fun for me. The first one of those books is The Cuckoo's Calling, and we'll put our Audible link, which gets you your first um, month or book free if you haven't used it before. And so those are just some fun things to watch, to read, and fun stuff that we're loving right now. I just want to challenge you to be really, really nice to yourself. If you're sleeping in right now, I'm sleeping in right now. If you're waking up late, I'm waking up late. If you're going to bed late, I'm going to bed late. If you're eating more and exercising less, I'm raising my hand. That's what I'm doing. That's okay. I I decided to stop beating myself up about it and to just enjoy it. I'm like, Pandemic Allison, it's not going to be Pandemic Allison forever. And rather than beating myself up for not being really stringent on my habits, I'm keeping the habits that I need that really serve me, like doing my journal practice every morning. That's been really important. I notice that if I don't do my journal, my new I'm doing awesome daily guided journal, if I don't do that practice, then I do have a different day. And so I've been just focusing on like the one or two habits rather than the five or six habits that are going to help me have a better day and kind of like what's the bare minimum of happiness habits for me. And for me, it's that journal practice. So I'm really excited that's available to you guys right now. They're shipping out this week. And so you're going to be getting them if you ordered them. Thank you so much. And I'll link to those in the show notes. Eric, do you have anything else to add? I don't. Thanks for being here. Thanks. Well, this has been really fun. We hope you guys have enjoyed it. You guys have been leaving awesome reviews. We've had such fun guests on the podcast recently, and I'm so happy you guys have been enjoying those episodes. Eric, do you have a review? Yeah, there's a lot of good ones this week, so thank you. Um, This one's from B. Noor. Uh, She says, my favorite thing about Allison is how authentic she is. She doesn't hide her struggles or feign perfection. She stands in her power even during the hard times, and in doing so reminds me that it's okay to feel all the things. My panic attacks aren't special, LOL, and more importantly, they don't make me less than. They don't negate all the progress I've made in the past few years. A huge part of that progress has been the Awesome with Allison podcast. I dance more, give myself more grace, and am definitely feeling more awesome than I did before. Thank you. I love your guts. Well, that was really sweet. (laughs) I'm crying. B. Nora, thank you so much for that really sweet review. What I loved specifically about your review was that just because you're having panic attacks still, it doesn't negate all of the progress that you've made. Just like I was just saying, just because you're maybe not keeping your exact habits or your exact everything before this pandemic, before this quarantine, it doesn't negate the progress you've made in your life. It doesn't negate who you are um, as a human and all of the amazing things you've done. So I hope you guys will give yourself some grace, have some fun, look for moments of fluff and boredom, indulge them because it will spark your passion and your creativity. And I hope you feel empowered to follow that because it is a privilege. It truly is a privilege to be able to do that. And I think the worst thing we can do with a privilege is not acknowledge it and squander it. So I hope this has inspired you to do that. I want to remind you that only you can be you and you're already as awesome as you need to be. What are you going to take us out on? I don't remember if I've played this on the podcast before, but I really don't care. It's a great song. It's called Death Beat from our newest uh, So Soda EP from New Shack. This is called Death Beat. You can find it on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you like to find your music. 